Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. But I love doing mashups with people where you have totally different backgrounds and backstories, but sex is the universal uniter. Because really, we're all sexual and we all have it in common. If you're misspelling your opening line that doesn't even actually start with a capital or end with a period, I really don't know what the fuck I can do for you. I have to be honest. This is a gift I'm going to give myself. Like, I'm actually going to do this. It's going to be fun. I'm curious to see where it leads me, what happens. And I didn't feel weird about it, like, one bit. Why waste my time and give you my love? So I really did genuinely put sex over love. And I thought it was just normal because everybody have always said, you got to make yourself happy. You come first. And I took that literally. Women should be able to explore their sexuality regardless of what's going on. I agree. And they should always have the right to change their mind about, well, the second I realized maybe this isn't serving me, it was, but now it's not. I retract from that and I do something different. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. It's another Saturday and I have another guest. And as you guys know from listening to me, usually I will start out by read guest's bio. So I'm going to do that. This is what my guest put in his bio. Narcissistic sociopath with a sex-hungry mentality who prioritizes sex over love in relationships. Luis, welcome to the show. Hi, Layla. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yes. Well, I am happy you're here. I think as I told you before I started, like of all the guest questionnaires I've ever gotten, yours is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Now I'm going to spend the next hour grilling you on that. (laughs) I'll remind you every minute. I am a woman. You know how we do, Louise? We will, when you make a mistake, we're going to remind you every minute of the day that you made a mistake until we're satisfied that we've driven that point home at the seven ways to Sunday. <laughs> it would be nice to finally hear a girl say, I'm satisfied when dealing with me for an hour. Wait, wait, wait. No. <laughs> well, this night is full of possibilities. We just don't know what's going to happen. So, since you gave me so little to go on, why don't you give my audience a little bit about your background? No, of course. Yeah. So I didn't know what a narcissist was. I didn't know what a sociopath was until I started dating. Until, you, until I, you met yourself in the mirror? What happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently it was mentioned to me so many times that I'm like, huh, well, what is this? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, I could have pictured a picture of myself next to the definition. I was like, oh, oh okay. I don't even know how to explain it because I didn't even realize it while I was going through it because I want to say that I'm reformed now. While I was going through it, that that's that's what I was. And like when I say I was a hungry mentality, I was so dissatisfied for the longest time because if all my conversations and all my interactions with women weren't about sex, I was bored. I was annoyed. Oh. And it wasn't that I wanted to cheat. It wasn't that I wanted to disregard love. But if sex didn't come first or just talking sexual didn't come first, I felt like, why waste my time and give you my love? So I really did genuinely put sex 
over love. And I thought it was just normal because everybody have always said, you got to make yourself happy. You come first. And I took that literally. If I'm not being satisfied at all times, I'm not happy. You just appropriated that statement right into the bedroom is what you did, right? That's what made me happy at the moment. And uh, that's all I wanted. That's all that mattered. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So fast forward to, I'm not even sure, when did your podcast start? Well, it started three times. Believe it or not, I'm a poet and I'm, I believe that I'm pretty good, actually. And the people that listen or read my poetry, because I do stand-up poetry, like slam poetry, they're like, you're really fucking good. And are it's you, usually about love. Are you, so I'm you're sorry? sensitive. I was going to say, are you sensitive? I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I am. I can't go through TikTok because I will cry just looking at either the happy <laughs> stuff or the sad stuff. Um, no, yeah, I really am. I really, well, really am. Okay, so we're going back to this narcissistic sociopath with a sex-hungry mentality who watches TikTok and cries. Is that what, is that what yeah. we know? Okay, just making sure. <laughs> I want to make sure. Right. All right, I got the right guy. Okay, here we go. Good. <laughs> so yeah. initially, it was a poetry podcast, and that didn't work. That didn't work for me. It so didn't work second time. Why? It just didn't work because I didn't think people would sit around long enough because my intention was I'm going to sit here and I'm going to create a poem out of thin air. I'm going to have somebody shoot me a word, two or three or four. I'm going to look at them while recording and then come up with the poem on air, live, no editing, anything like that. I'm going to do that podcast. I'm going to pick three words and I'm going to make you do that. I wish I would have known that. You should have put that in your (laughs) bio. These are things you got to tell a host when you're coming on their show, like (laughs) cold like this. Because people yeah, don't know, people don't know how we actually came in contact. Let me tell the backstory. So I have been for like the first time ever. I'm so late to the party. I'm always like late to the party, but it's okay because I'm fabulous that way. <laughs> it's okay when you're fabulous. You can be as late as you want. So I start. I've been on Reddit. I, of course, I know what the fuck Reddit is, but there's only so many hours in the day, right? And Reddit, Reddit, Reddit has all these holes you can just go on down, like these fucking rabbit holes. Like you can get caught. <laughs> reading this shit and you're like, and you can't even believe it. Like there's just the shit people say, it just blows your mind. So I got on there though, because I wanted to investigate a few, just like show ideas. It'll give me ideas. I'll read these fucking shit shows. These posts that are just total shit shows. I'm like, okay, this is a really good, interesting idea for a show. Cause you know, I've done 300 at this point. And sometimes I'm like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? And then I'll read something. I'm like, oh, if I have a lot to say about what I read, I'm like, I could do a whole show around that. I'm not going to comment on these people's info that I just sat and like totally poached their idea. But now I'm going to go and talk about it on my show and put it my way. So that's sometimes that's where I get inspiration. But of course, the other thing I follow is the podcasting, the Reddit, the subreddit under podcasting, just because obviously I'm a podcaster. I need to know what's going on. I want to know what's going on, what other podcasters are saying. And I end up commenting. That's where I comment the most is from time to time because I'll be reading something like, oh, well, let me just tell you, you know, like, boop, I put my comment in there. So that's how you and I got connected was on the podcasting subreddit. And then it was like, okay, let's do a podcast swap. And I knew that you had, you weren't doing it as long as I was, which is not a problem. Yeah. But it's different when you're dealing with someone that hasn't done it as much as you. And you're like, okay, okay. Like, isn't this obvious? Like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, So here we are. That's how we ended up. This is like, because it's really kind of a mashup. But I love doing mashups with people where you have totally different backgrounds and backstories. But sex is the universal uniter. Because really, we're all sexual and we all have it in common. 
And I agree. Now that I know about the poetry thing, see, I'm gonna we're gonna get back to that. That'll be our. We're gonna close it out. We're gonna we'll do that yeah. at the end. By, by all means, yes. So getting back to that, so it started as a poetry podcast. It didn't work out for me. I thought about bringing it back. I did end a quickie episode that I did with a poem because I'm still a poet at heart and I enjoy writing till this day. The second beginning to this podcast was I felt like I was a better man. I felt like I'm at this point where I no longer want to be the narcissist, the sociopath. I no longer want to hurt. No, I never want to hurt anybody. I no longer want to do things that might hurt somebody. And I said, well, hey, I know everything that a fuckboy does. I know everything that a narcissist does. I know all this. What if I take all this information and help women and even help men too? Yeah. So when I restarted the podcast, I even had this whole thing going on with a, it was a thumb, it was a logo, so to speak, of a metal heart with the bulletproof vest. And in front of it, it said, protect your heart 2020. That was my whole thing. We're going to protect our hearts. Yeah. So are you like a fuckboy revolutionary? Like, are you saying, hey, fuckboys that want to reform, follow me? I am your hyper. No, actually, no, I'm not because I feel like they will not listen. So my train of thought with Protect Your Heart 2020 was, okay, then let's help the women not fall for it, especially because I do have a lot of women that are open with me and they'll be like, oh, he said this, this and that. And I'm like, how the fuck did you fall for that? Are you reading what he's saying? Are you hearing what he's saying? That makes me like, why are you even talking to him? Or why are you believing everything? That's a fucking lie. That's a line. He's playing the long game. He's, you know what I mean? So I, my train of thought was, <laughs> let's help the women, not the men. Okay. Again, I'm and, just going to, I'm going to take this whole podcast and use it to educate <laughs> you on some things. And I don't mean that, this is not condescending. Again, had you filled out your, the bio completely, I would have been able to say, okay, I would have known that. I would have taken this whole interview probably a different direction. We could have just opened up my fucking DMs and had, we would have had so much fun with all the fuck boys. And I could read to you what they're saying and you could, it would just be this mass podcast of interpretation. (laughs) I would read to you the fuckboy lingo and then you would translate it for me because I got a lot of it. It would be my pleasure to come back and we could do that if your audience likes me. I'm always here We will. We might have to do that. That might be like a a return option, another show (laughs) idea. Yeah. But I'm just telling you. Oh, I just had a one the other day. I just said very simply, it was, I hate the lazy fuckboys. Hi, and it's H-I-I-I-I. And all I said was, nothing good starts with the misspelling of hi. (laughs) That's my answer. Block. Where are these? If you're misspelling your opening line that doesn't even actually start with a capital or end with a period, I really don't know what the fuck I can do for you. I have to be honest. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. See, and that's an issue where the way I would have looked at that is he doesn't realize who you are. He doesn't know you. 
because there is a lot of girls that Clearly. talk that way. You know, proper. So if you would have done some homework, my thing was always when I wanted to approach somebody, I looked into their profile. And if I didn't look into the profile, they were blocked or uh, private or anything. I'd look at the picture they had up. Or I would start with something so non-threatening or something. Hey, I just need your opinion really quick in a crunch. Nobody's answering. But you try to learn the person because there's a lot of girls that speak high, but you can't use that with everybody. That was maybe he's like, hi, I don't know. But guys, oh, learn. This is the tip more of about the iceberg. The we will do have to do another <laughs> another episode about this. This is very good. And I can see, I actually see, I already know like, okay, there's guys out there that are observant and they understand like when, it's like when you're stalking your prey, like you're learning about them. You're just like, this is male behavior, right? And so, but here's the thing. There's only a certain percentage of, of males that actually do that. They take the time to learn the person they're interested in for whatever the reason they're interested in. doesn't matter if it's because they think that this is the woman for them or I just want to get my dick wet in her. It doesn't matter. It's a different, someone's operating on a different level when they will go, when they will do it that way. Now, and those guys, now we're getting closer to the actual like, good dominant males, like the ones that I actually kind of would be interested in. I can still suss out the bullshitters, but now you've at least elevated yourself out of this, like where the low bar is. And Mm -hmm. those guys just get nothing but ruthlessness from me. And I don't know, I don't know how it goes for other women, but it's really, really awful. And I feel like they're doing it because it must work. I mean, that's all I can say is on some level, they're going on the law of statistics and they're knowing that, okay, if I just shoot enough hay babies or high or, you know, we cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste. I'm like, this has got to work. <laughs> okay. You're, you're preaching to the choir because you hit on so many points that I just want to speak on. So I'm very <laughs> observant, very, very observant. Right. And that's when I realized I was a piece of shit because while I was doing my shitty stuff, I literally said to myself, Bro, if you just said all these things to the right woman, you would be making them fall in love. But you're just using this to get what you want, which is mostly, like you said, to get my dick wet. But I was very self-aware that I knew exactly how to keep a woman happy. And that's why I wanted to help women. Because I was like, I know what to say. I know what I should do. And But you're right. There was nights where I would be bored or I would be drunk mostly. And I would do one message copy and literally just send it to everybody. Like, it didn't even matter who. You could have been married. You could have been single. Sometimes I would go as far as just sending it to the same person again because I didn't realize that I was messaging the same person. I've I've been the recipient of that. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Thank you for that. Yeah, so that's a number. You're bound to get something. But that is just, I did it only when I was bored. Not when I wanted. It was just kind of like, I'm fishing with dynamite. Something's bound to land on my boat when it goes off. But I wasn't, again, I feel like for me personally, it was just to get attention and then go from there because I am an attention whore. That's another reason why I started podcasting. I want somebody to pat me on my back. I'm tired of doing it myself. It's hard to do. I know. It feels better when someone else does it. Yeah. And so what is your... Okay. So this sounds like this narcissistic gameplay, that all stuff, that whole... That's behind you. But what's your current status? What's your current relationship status? Oh, I'm glad you asked. In a happy almost two-year relationship. We'll be two years on the 21st of August. And is she, is your girlfriend the one that reformed your socio-narcissistic, sociopathic ways? No, actually, no, not at all. When I met her, I was already... So the pandemic really affected me in a way where I was 
I had a lot of time to self-reflect. And that's when I was like, I was oh, going through a with yourself. Yeah, I was I was going through a breakup right when the pandemic started. And I'm I've always been the type of guy that when I get into a relationship, I take the relationship serious. I'm not out here cheating, but when I'm single, it's open season. So when I when oh, wait. I the relationship wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Because what I wanted to ask you, what I was thinking about when you were talking about how you would just cut and face like that whole routine, I wanted to say, so you were just like, and you were also at that point, probably like a real flagrant cheater, right? No. See, that's the thing that I At that point, uh, you were not? I have cheated. I have cheated historically in my past, but the relationships that I've been with that I took serious, those I respected. Like I've even said it before, there's been relationships where I couldn't fathom cheating. Like even the idea of it, which just blew my mind because I'm a believer of why be with somebody if you want to cheat. That just doesn't make sense. Just stay single. Right. I understand why people do it. I can justify it a million different ways, but I don't like doing it. But when you weren't in a relationship, a formal relationship, were you yes. honest with the all these other ladies Ladies of the night. <laughs> that no, you, I, I was actually. That you were connecting I, I really with, was. right? That you were connecting with. Did they know that you were just out there being casual? Or did they, or did you let them just assume that it was one-on-one? With my new girlfriend? With my no, girlfriend at the time? Or no, I, I'm not oh. talking about her. I'm talking about, <laughs> talking about your, like you, the past you, the sucio. I mean, I hadn't heard it, heard it put that way before. And I was like, okay, so are you Olympio now? I mean, like, what? <laughs> what do we well, call you now? Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't call me anything. She calls me baby. That's all I'm calling. <laughs> no, no, yeah. But so it's funny that you bring that up about the other girls because I was honest with everybody. When I got into a relationship, it always goes public and everybody knows about it. And But I do like to be honest with the girls that, I'm, that I start dating also. So with this podcast, I was around... 30 episodes in already. And I told my girlfriend when I met her, if you want to date me, you have to listen to all the podcasts. I was thinking, get some listens, but also like I wanted her to know how bad I was. I didn't want anything to surprise her Yeah. when it came to knowing about me and my old ways. Because I've been pretty honest on my podcast about who I am and how I've been. Yeah. So you're not getting, I guess it's suffice it to say, you're not getting what some of my other male podcasters call podcast pussy. No. And it's funny because I like to ask my guests how their podcast or the ones that are about sex and relationship, how it affects them. But I'm not. But I am fortunate enough that my girl knows what I like. And I that was one of the things I did, too. I know a lot of relationships suffer because people aren't able or willing to talk about their kinks, being afraid that the person they like won't like them back. Right. I am a believer of I'm going to tell you from the get go, if I don't date you, you don't like it. It sucks, but we neither of us wasted time. So she knew from the beginning, this is what I liked. And I asked her, I'm like, if you think this isn't the life for you, please, let's just let it go. Yeah. Turns out she thinks this is the life for her. And I've tamed myself, me, myself, personally, on my podcast. I don't talk the way I used to. I don't ask the questions I used to. And tells me, she goes, I never asked you to. Like, I like what you do. I enjoy your podcast. Yeah. That's all on you. So yeah, no, I told her from the get-go and she hypes me up more than I do regarding my sucio ways, but just for her, obviously. But yeah. she's into the cucking. She's yeah. into, you know, the parties and all that. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get into that. I want to say that's like my, we're going to really jump on that subject. <laughs> so when you were back Roman free, how were you hooking up with women when you were back in your player days? I mean, I was calling a player for lack of a better term, but with dating apps or how are you doing it? So a lot of it was going out, but not enough of it. Like it was a small percent just for the fact that I'm a homebody till this day. 
I want to be home. Yeah. If I go out, I'm the life of the party. You know, I'll stay out all night. I, people seem to gravitate to me. And it's just freaking awesome. I have an amazing time. But getting me out of the house is the issue. Now, Instagram is the greatest invention of all time when it comes to hooking up. Because for me personally, I've never been on a dating app. I've never been on Plenty of Fish, which was popular when I was out yeah. doing my thing. Okay. I've never okay. been on Tinder. None of that. So Instagram just has made it too easy to hook up. If you cannot hook up with Instagram, you're wasting your money and time with dating apps. I don't think I've ever had an Instagram hookup. <laughs> and I really? have a lot going on. I have a lot going on. <laughs> It depends on how you do it, too, because it depends on the kind of woman you're trying to find, I guess. Let me preface it this way, though. Let me preface it this way. I am one of those people that does not like social media. Like I have everything is divided. So there's the podcast, social media. And then there's my own social media. My own social media, personally, like I don't post anything. I have accounts that I haven't posted on in years. I just don't think that people give a shit about my Starbucks order or my food or like this angle or the, oh, no, no, no. you know, like I, to me, I'm just more of, I love to relate to people, like genuinely connect and relate. And I don't feel that social media allows people to really do that. That's why I like people listening to the podcast. Even And then so even with my social media for the podcast, it's still just weird for me to sit there and chat. And I try, I really try not to because I just like, I have my listeners leave me voicemails, which is fabulous. They leave me voicemails and then we interact back and forth. And then like, they get to know me and I get to know them. And I really understand like who's listening to my show. And I also understand what they're going through, what their sexuality is and how, what it means to them, any limitations to it and all that stuff. Like that's me. Like I really want to connect with you. And as opposed to look at this fake image of me and I, I don't want to use a little fun little ears on my... I mean, like, fuck, this is just so fucking stupid. Like a lady. I no, I agree 100%. And I'm thinking you know, like a filter and all that shit. I'm just like, look, this is it. Like, you don't like this? I don't know what to tell you. That's a great mentality because, again, that's how I think too. Take it or leave it. That, that's yeah. it. Like myself, yeah. now, I got to a point, thanks to COVID and everything, that I, I gained a lot of weight. I don't care. This is what you're getting. So you're either going to like it or you're not. A lot of people that I understand having body image problems because people got to get comfortable with themselves. But at the end of the day, it's like, that's really just on you. There's enough people that are going to appreciate you. Get out of your own head. Go after those people. Why are you going after the people that are not? Like, you're just wasting your time. So I get that. But Again, that's what I was trying to say. I mean, it just depends on who you're going after. If I want a corporate woman, then I'm not going to go on social media. I'll probably go on LinkedIn and get an interview and I'm going to hit on you in person. You know what I mean? Right. But the type of women that I was trying to go after were the ones that I was content following them on Instagram because they wanted attention. And that's the key word. You don't want attention. They did. And I was there to give it to them, especially after a breakup or they posted a sad call. You're like, what's wrong? That I was hunting, basically. And that's... You're literally up the freaking prey for me to go after and you're right. showing me what your weakness is. You're making this too easy. I hope the ladies are listening. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously. No, I get it. I get it. So it's funny. So today I was, uh, while I was listening to your episodes, I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm at the hairdresser getting my hair done. I, I've got earbuds in. I'm, I've got my computer there. She's used to me just always on my computer. She's like, are you working on your podcast? I'm like, yes. And then she's like, who's on today? Because she can see me writing the questions. So she's reading over my shoulder and she sees like some of the stuff. She saw that narcissistic sociopath thing. She's like, are you getting ready for like for an interview on your show? And I said, yeah. 
This is what this guy put. And this is this is his bio. That and only that. That's what I'm supposed to go off of. And she's like, <gasps> and I go, what do you think I should ask him? And she's just like, well, so she wants to know <laughs> what your current, what is your, no, no, she wants to know, I'm sorry. My hairdresser wants to know how far that sucio mentality has gotten you. And she asks this over my shoulder as I'm typing the question, like in a very stern voice. Well, I just want to know how much that sucio mentality has, how far it's gotten you. You know what? It got me pretty far both <laughs> while I was being a sucio and while I wasn't. But see, yeah. this is what I did. I was big in a social media and I would the literal, I, I took sucio and I ran with it. Like I would not hide it. And I think what happened was that I was so open with it that women started appreciating it because they knew what they were getting when they uh, talking to me or when I approached them. So it got to the point where like I have pictures of women writing my Instagram name plus Susio on their breast, on yeah. their lips, yeah. on their toes because I got a foot fetish. And I think like they saw that I could get women because I was open about that too. Like I would post, there was a time that I posted like three different women feeding me grapes like back to back to back, like different days. And oh, actually, I'm sorry, strawberries, it wasn't grapes. Mm -hmm. So I was so open with it that I think it almost became refreshing to them that they knew what they were going to get when they were talking to me. But also I almost seemed unattainable to them because I was getting all these other women and they wanted to, or maybe I was just their prey. Fuck, I didn't think about that. But it got me far with women because I, I was able to use that whole social stigma and use it for my benefit. Now, afterwards, because I did go through all those women, damn, that sounds bad. Because I did go through all that with women. Now I know what to do and what not to do. So I feel like I can be a better person because of that. Like I took that negative and I'm trying to make it a positive. Yeah. Because there's some people that actually don't know what the word sucio means. And also mm -hmm. that if we translate that into the, you know, <laughs> urban dictionary here, like, can you tell me in your words what that means? Yeah, no. Well, when I started using it, it was just like... I know what so the it, means. I know what the word means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah literal means I know dirty, what the literal not, word... I know what funny, the literal word means. Funny. But I understand yeah, no, that. Yeah. just meant that I was... Which is funny, enough because it was almost like a dirtbag, but I was... Like, it went from like, oh, you're a dirtbag. Oh, you're that fool sucio. Like, oh, he's dirty. You know, like, don't mess with him. Yeah. So like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, it's a sexual term. We turned it into a sexual term where it meant like, no, nah, like that. It, and it still doesn't make sense to me because it hasn't really, it's not like, oh, he's a player, which can sound good. Like, it's just like, he's dirty with this game. Like, he's going to tell you what he's going to do. He's going to tell you he's going to fuck the shit out of you. He's going to tell you he's going to go from he's you He's right dirty. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it went from like, oh, he's dirty with this game to like, just, okay, that's a, uh, yeah, that is really hard to explain. I've never tried to. Everybody that I've talked to just kind of like, oh, he's a sucio. It just means you're very open with your sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah so but, that, but here's the point I want to make, because, and tell me if you can agree or disagree. That you, as you put it, now, if we were to, like, if you're referring to that in the feminine, sucia, then like, that's a fucking whore. Like, ew, you don't touch that. Like, that is some nasty pussy. We don't do that. We don't. At least we don't. I try to advocate, advocate that on my podcast. Uh, we love I'm not asking sex. about you. I'm talking about, yeah. as well, you yeah. know it out there, generally speaking, <laughs> it's being prefaced as a player, generically, versus... Yeah. Like someone that's got chlamydia, <laughs> like a female. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I definitely know what you mean. But no, actually, funny enough, no, because we, it's kind of hard because I can only speak for myself and the people like surround myself with. Okay. Because I don't like surround myself with the judgmental people, even on social media. Like, hey, no, nah, we don't do that. So when 
let's say we use it in my community or the people around me, not in my community where I live physically, just, you know, people around me is, oh, she's a sucia. You know that, you know, she likes it too. You know, she'd be doing her thing too. And I don't know. We like, it's different. I, I know what you're saying, but we it's don't different. call them dirty. Yeah, it's just different. Like, the, even for women, like the sucia, because like when I was flirting, women would hit me up and they would just send me a random nude, which happens, or they, they'd they make the conversation when I wasn't. I'd be like, oh, yeah. you're being a sucia. And yeah. like, that was... That was a good thing. Okay. So, so no, that, we still keep the sushi as a good thing. All right. All right. I mean, I think there's, yeah, we're right there on the edge, but I think it can go a lot faster down into something negative for women than it can for men because they're still sort of a little bit exalted and you're put on a pedestal a little bit like, oh, it's a man's prerogative. He's just a player, da, 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 right? But the woman, she's going to wear that label a lot longer. Once you decide, like, I'm a good boy now, then that's in your rearview mirror. If you're that woman that slept with the same amount of men as you slept with women and did exactly the same things, she would have to wear that differently moving forward. Yes, Agree or disagree? Yes, I agree with that 100%. And that's what I want to change. I need that to change because I feel if we allow women to be able to get rid of that label sooner, maybe they can express themselves a lot more sexually. And from everything that I've heard, being in these communities or just podcasting is women want to. And it's the stigma that comes with being more sexual that a lot of times keeps them from being more sexual. And as a guy, it's like, hey, if maybe, maybe if we stop calling women dirty, they'd do it a lot more often. And that would only benefit us. Right. So, yes. And that's a very big conversation. But yes, I agree with that. And okay. So, just to answer my hairdresser, uh, <laughs> it sounds like that, that original mentality, it, you did get some benefits from that, right? You, oh, yes. Yes. You drew to you these women, and it was, there was a payoff in that for you, right? There was. But you know what? There's something that I did think about that I drew these women to me. And I think this is what helped me change and leave that lifestyle back. That it got to the point that where the women that I drew to me were women that just wanted a good time, not a long time, like I wanted at the time. But then, like I said, I wear my emotions on my sleeves. There was times that I felt cold, like where she got out of bed quicker than I did. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, like that's not cool. You know what I'm like? And it got to the point where sometimes I'm like, yo, I want to cuddle. Fuck this. And I wasn't getting that. I was just getting, you know, wham, bam, thank you, man. Too. Have, and I'm just sitting here like, I have slept with you. You're, I have slept with I have slept with your prototype. I have yeah. I have had that I have done that shock and awe on on some guys where I'm jumping. You know, I'm like I'm ready to go. Goodbye. Yeah, and you know what's funny because even Thank if that's you. what we wanted, thanks for that. Even if we were, yeah, even if we were thinking of it before you, the fact that you did it just kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? And because of that, then I'm like, nah, I kind of want some more. And that's where it started going off. Like, mm, okay, I need to I need to leave this behind because I'm tired of attracting just that. And it even goes, and it's funny because I like to speak to women a lot thinking I understand them and a lot of times I'm pretty sure they're just rolling their eyes because they don't. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry. I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show, but when I'm still recording... The inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier. Bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time. Things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners. And additional surprise bonus content. So hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. 
just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. But I can only go based on what a lot of women tell me is that I only attract assholes, I only attract this. And like, what's what you put out also? Because that's what I felt. It's what I was putting out. It's what I got in return. So ladies, fellas, stop putting it out there if you don't want that. Yeah, yeah. So let's do something here. Because you said that you only went after girls who had recently broken up. Or not only, I'm sorry. You went after girls who were recently broken up and girls who were willing to give it up and they were needing validation. You know, they were kind of at a low point, right? And so you're not the only guy with that game plan. So let's help women. <laughs> How can you help women that are in that situation identify you as you used to be? Like, how would they know that that you were just trying to take advantage of them at a low moment? So a good friend is a good friend before you're in that situation. So one of the things is if he hits you up after a breakup, are you doing good? But he hasn't checked up on you just as a friend beforehand. That's a big red flag. He knows you're vulnerable right now. So you want to stay away from that to begin with. Because that was easy for me. I had never talked to this woman before and all of a sudden they're broken up. Hey, are you doing okay? Are, you know, do you need to talk? Let's yeah. just go get something to distract you. Let's go get a drink and, you know, get your head out of there. So that if he hasn't been a friend beforehand, don't let him be a friend now. Okay. That's the first one. The second one is look into why he's like, this guy is approaching you. Does he have a girlfriend? Is he single? What does this page say? You have to learn to be observant. <laughs> Honestly, you know what I mean? If you see that he's always out, but there's never a girl with him, what do you think he does? Does he hit up your friends? Honestly, look, does he have your friends as friends too? Do you know they know him? Like yeah. women need to be really observant when it comes to this. It's like we make it too clear what we're here for and they don't. And then another thing for me personally with women and men is if you're going through a breakup, stay off fucking social media. Just don't be accessible to people. Yeah. You know, and I understand that you want to put out a quote. I understand that you do. Here, you're a perfect example. Curious Girl Diaries, write in a fucking diary. You know what I mean? Take time to yourself. Don't look for attention and validation at this moment because you don't even know what you want. In reality, you still want your ex most likely and you just want somebody to make you feel good and that's never going to work. And I know because I've been there myself as a guy. Yes. Yes. Trust me. Having gone through a breakup, you know, in the middle of this show, you can bring it to the attention of people. Yes, this person's no longer in my life. I miss them. I wish them the best. Da, 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 da. It's difficult. But do not put 10... That's it. You say it once as a matter of fact and statement, leave it alone. Do not, you don't need to do episode after episode or post after <laughs> post about men who hurt women who hurt too, you know, like, or, or a zillion podcasts about, I'm just so down today. Keep that shit to yourself. Talk to your close friends about it. That's it. It does not need to be out there for public consumption and your social media, whatever platform you have, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. If it has your real name attached to it, be careful. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. no, de- hold it back. Honestly. Hold it back. It's best to give that victory post after that 90 days or whatever it is you've gone through with no contact where you can finally go, I'm just feeling so much better today and leave it at that. Especially because if you, they usually keep track of you, either your boyfriend or your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend. And the more you do that, you they get some kind of satisfaction that they're still on your mind. Yeah. So not only do you not get over them because you're constantly reminding yourself, it's like you have an open wound. Why do you keep opening it up? Let that shit go. Let it heal. Well, and, and then, then you're yeah. letting... 
Oh, no. And I'm saying, and so when you said the open wound, because what went through my head earlier, because again, I think on a very primal level, I'm like, these women are like wounded little animals, the wounded little does. And the hunters, they smell blood in the water and they're like, boom, right in there. Yeah, exactly. Then that's what it is. So like, just stop it. Just stop. Take time to yourself. Find out why it happened. Find out why it ended. And I wish people, I have a lot of wishes, goddammit. I wish people would just kind of realize that not everybody's for you and not all relationships that end were a waste of time. Because if you make your peace with that, a breakup won't hurt as much. Mm-hmm. And you won't have to feel that way. That's how I like to see it. And that's what I told my girlfriend too when we started dating. I said, I have no immediate plans for marriage. I already have kids. So my intention with you is I just want to make you happy. I want you to make me happy. And I just want to be an add-on that makes us happier. I don't want to bring you down in any way. And I don't want to count on you. And I don't want you to count on me. And That way, if anything ever happens, because life does happen, you're not losing a part of you when you lose me. And that way you could just move on as a whole person and we'll all be happy-go-lucky. It's going to suck not to have your best friend around, but you'll get over that instead of feeling like you lost a part of yourself, which is what most people say when they end a relationship. Uh, Oh my God. Okay, now you're getting me on my soapbox here. Like, (laughs) okay, well... (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) No, 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 no. Because I want to say I have to comment on that because... I feel that there's some, you know, I get the sentiment, like it's a good way to want to operate. Truthfully, at some point you do want to know, and this is most people that want it when they want to connect and like say, okay, this is my person, I'm your person, is that you can count on each other and you do have each other's backs and you can actually let go. And where it's like, because it's, it's really hard to be autonomous for your whole entire life. It's nice and ideal, but at some point to really connect with someone, when you do, that means that they can disappoint you and they can hurt you on some level, right? By their actions, you'll be disappointed. And that's not a bad thing. It's just save that. My suggestion is save that for somebody that you really, really think is worth it. If every guy you meet, I'll say this to women, if every guy you meet, you think he's really worth that, the problem is with you. because. Every that is few and far between. As you live your life, there maybe should be through your lifespan one to three people, if you're lucky, that you really, really connect and you're like, yes, like I can make that happen. And at that point, if you can say that, it's okay to let it all down. And because when you do, once you do that, then it's true that person can hurt you and you can hurt them. Hopefully, again, you chose wisely and that won't happen, but it's within the realm of possibility. But again, it's worth it if you are choosing wisely. Yes. (laughs) You're not just like, him the one, make him the one. (laughs) Well, see, and you're, yes, you're right about that. And I don't want to sound too cold like, oh, you can't depend on, no, I definitely, because I depend on my girlfriend to a degree and I'm sure, but my thing is just, Depend on them emotionally and stuff like that, but not to the point where if they're not there, you know what I mean? Don't make them a a, a, miss, a piece that would feel like you're missing something. At least for me, that's how I feel. Feel like, like I said, it's an add-on. If you're here, it just adds to my life. And when you leave, you're not taking that part of me. Hard to explain, but at least that's how I feel. But another thing, so, kind of what you said, wait, kind of... I want to ask well, one more question on top of that. Yeah, of course, okay. of course, of course. So on that theme, if you get married and you spend 40 years of your life with someone, you make build a life together and they suddenly pass away. You're not supposed to miss, you know, are you falling back on that same, well, if they're gone, they're gone and that shouldn't bother me. Like, how is that? Do you understand like that? I don't see how that is totally applicable 
under all circumstances. Well, no, I so maybe I'm looking at it in a jaded perspective because I lost my dad when uh, about 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And what that taught me is I lost a loved one and that felt like a pain that I've never felt in a relationship before. And I thought I felt heartbreak and I thought I went through something. And I just, that kind of also taught me that like life happens. Uh, My mom lost the love of her life, but she's still kicking. She's still moving on. So yes, it's going to hurt. I never said you're not allowed to hurt. And yes, it's, you know, you're going to miss them, but I feel like you're missing a a friend. But what I mean is like my world's not going to shut down over it. And a lot of people act like the world does shut down. And I'm talking about in the moment. And and that's the biggest thing I was saying because people, relationships end after like six months and people act like, oh my God, my life is over. Yeah, yeah, no, it, I know what you're it, saying, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, in a 40-year relationship, it almost feels like more than just, you know, your partner. It's like, yeah, that was my life partner. That's a whole different implication. Okay. But at the same time, I feel like, yeah, you will miss them. I mean, yeah, you're allowed to hurt. But these relationships where people, which is, I maybe I misinterpreted or misrepresented myself, but, you know, they're going through a, even a two-year relationship and they're like, oh my God, my life is over. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I'm never going to date again. I'm a start dating women. You know, like, it's just, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, just right. learn that never everything lasts forever and it's okay. Yeah. You're still you and you're still amazing and you're going to get better. Yes. So what is going through, I was listening to, I did, I perused some of your podcast episodes. What is going through a hell phase? Okay. So hell phase, usually it happens when you break up and you want to wall out. So you go and you fuck as many people as you can. And I say this in one of my podcasts, I knew a girl that like in a six months period, so I put like eight guys, something around there. Maybe I'm twisting the numbers around, but that was amazing. I'm like, you go, girl, you go get yours. I think that's amazing. I feel like you should do it, especially because when you go into your next relationship is, okay, now you're ready to just date because you got all that fucking you wanted to do out of the way. And hopefully, you know, you fucked the black guy, you fucked the white guy, you fucked your coworker, you know what I mean? You got all these options out of the way. So when you start dating, now you can focus on your partner but yeah, the whole phase is typically when you're hurt and you're going to go sleep with everybody, usually it happens because you're trying to replace something that you're feeling inside and they use sex rather than fill the emotional void. But let's not get too deep into that. But yeah, that's uh, when you go and you fuck everybody you've been wanting to fuck, apparently. Because how the hell do you fuck six people in six months that quickly? I don't know, but I'm happy for it. <laughs> Well, I can tell you. So this is why this stuck out to me. Because I was like, well, in my first year of the Curious Girl Diaries, I think I, and so it's like 12 months, I think I had made eight new points of contact. But that's what I was setting out to do. I was setting out to, I had a bucket list and things I wanted to do and experience. And I knew that I couldn't just be with one person because what I wanted to do, like there was, it would be really hard to find one guy that was into trying all these different things. And for me, I was just like, this is something, this is a gift I'm going to give myself. Like, I'm actually going to do this. It's going to be fun. I'm curious to see where it leads me, what happens. And I didn't feel weird about it, like one bit, you know, and I was totally up. I'm like cards on the table out there, like no filter beyond like, you're going to know exactly what you're getting into. And I didn't feel like and I, that was a hoe phase, but I look at this and I'm kind of like, I think by his definition, like I could be stuck in this hoe phase right now, like of my life. Well, that's the distinction that I guess I should have made if we dive deeper into it. So more or less a hoe phase is when that's not the person that you are. When you sit here and like you maybe only had two, three, four partners, but you were hurt and then you go on a rampage. I wasn't And hurt. then you go... 
No, yeah. And then you go back to just not sleeping around. It's a combination of being hurt and sleeping around. And it's it's this phase because you only do it that time. And then you kind of get most people that I've talked to, is, they got over it. And then they just continued you know, on with their life. And most people seem to regret it. I shouldn't have done that. You know, it's not me. And that's what it is, that it's not them. The people that are like sexually open, that are swingers, the cucks and all that, the bulls, that it is a, that you're in that lifestyle, then no, they don't go through whole phases. I wouldn't even consider that a whole phase. I just consider that somebody that is open with their sexuality and join it to the max, mm-hmm. which I believe everybody should, but most people don't. So for those people that don't, like let's say a lady that was married for 30 years and never slept around, even before she got married, she gets a divorce and just goes on a rampage and sleeps with five, six guys and then just decides, you know what, this isn't what I expected. She had a whole phase. Well, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like women, I feel like women should be able to explore their sexuality regardless of what's going on. them. And they should always have the right to change their mind about, well, the second I realized maybe this isn't serving me, it was, but now it's not. I retract from that and I do something different. I mean, I don't know why it has to be labeled and I'm not, I'm just putting it out there. I want, it's food for thought. Right. I'm not like trying to get on you specifically because I know, and that, that's the reason I brought this up because I know universally it's like a woman is having a hoe phase or there's different ways to put it. But I look at it like, well, why can't a woman explore her sexuality at any time that she wants for whatever reason, whether it's a you know mm-hmm. breakup or whatever, she gets a divorce. What She wants to sow her wild oats and which... It'd be okay if a man does that. And why can't she do it? And then regardless of what she learns from that about herself, it's an experience there to teach her about herself. And so she can either go, hey, I like this. I'm going to continue on with this. Or I'm now I'm moving into kinks and fetishes and right and I'm opening and broadening my horizons. And maybe that leads yes. me down that way. Or I just go, no, you know, that was fun. Did it, served its purpose. But now I'm kind of like, it's helping me ground myself back to what I really want. I'm with you. Why does it have to get a shitty negative label? Well, see, here's here's the thing, too. I agree with you because I said we should get rid of all the labels. We should get rid of slut. We should get rid yeah. of this. You, you enjoy what you enjoy and that's it. But like what I grew up with and the people around me, unfortunately, we have those labels. We have those names. We have the social, you know, the, the face. But the thing, here's the thing. So when you hear it coming from me, that's not a bad thing. I like it. Like when I met my girlfriend, I, I asked you, did you have one? And if you did, give me the details. I don't, it doesn't have a bad stigma to me. Yeah. yeah. And so if I use that, it's just, that's how we know that part. I mean, I could always ask somebody, hey, have you slept with multiple guys at once? And it'll just sound weird. Like she'll be like, well, that's kind of odd. But if I ask, have you had a hope phase? And then I describe it, they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah you know, back after, right after high school. So more or less, it's just a way to ask you a question that yeah. I can give a definition to rather than just, so tell me about the time you fucked five guys did you really come yeah. on did you come on you know? i want to know all the details yeah exactly but no it does it does and a lot of these words that's why i like them too because they sound like they they're bad but not not the way we try to use them so you know what i mean so yeah like it's a hoe phase but we like hoes so it's a good phase okay so you're saying that the stigmatism around it the way people are interpreting it is changing. Is that what you're saying? Like, it's not... I'm hoping it does, yes. You're hoping. Okay. okay. Yeah, because unfortunately, like I said, a lot of guys will ask about the hope because they don't like it. And it's it's funny to me because they expect girls to be okay with all the guys they slept with. But oh my gosh, she slept with one of the three guys her whole life. How dare she? she you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. And that's why I like to talk to guys a lot too because they need to change that train of thought. Like I've always, I've always told my friends, I'm like, if you don't want your girl to cheat on you, 
then you shouldn't cheat. But if you're out here cheating, keep that same energy when you find out she's doing it. Don't start bitching. Don't get all emotional. Don't get mad. Like, you're going to get mad when she does it to you? No, you're going to start victim blaming. You're going to start gaslighting her. Why did you look through my phone? Keep that same energy. If when she does it, roll with it. Yeah. Why did you look through my phone? <laughs> <laughs> you always got to blame them for it. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Why did you look through my phone? You know what? That's Jesus. I, this is so funny. I mean, like, let me give a preface here. I want to give, I want to lay this out. This will be the first time. This is a Curious Girl Diary first. I had a boyfriend who cheated on me. This was a long time ago. We lived together and I, he really kind of inserted himself into my life pretty good. I didn't really, you know, like he was moving a lot faster and he wanted to get married. He wanted all this stuff. I was more about my career back then and just making money and I didn't want any distractions. And, but he moved in, was living with me. Like he weaseled his way in there. I know. And uh, kind of riding my coattails a little bit, although he was a doctor. I mean, he's not, you know, he was no he was no slouch, but he definitely like had his sights set on me for some reason. And don't say for some reason. I'm no. pretty sure he saw an amazing woman. And oh, no. Wanted to- oh, yeah. No, I mean, he saw, <laughs> right. No, he saw a lot of things, but he also knew like I was no nonsense. So I don't know why, again, as the story turns, right? So I just get this feeling. I get this vibe. He has this friend in Southern California. We were in Northern California and the phone would ring and he would go walk outside off the deck out to this far tree in the, you know, like the farthest point in the yard. And I, I could watch his body. I could see his body language. I didn't even actually need to know what he was saying. Cause I was like, boom, I just picked up on it. I'm like, look at how he's carrying himself right now. Like something is up. Yeah. And uh, he tried gaslighting me, of course, because I was like, you know, I asked and he and he was like, was giving me the gaslight treatment, but I'm not like that. I'm like a dog with a bone. So unless you were going to flat out admit it at that point, then I was going to go into my search and destroy full on. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm telling the story. This is a cautionary tale for men because you cross, you cross a woman like me and let me just tell you how, this is how it ends up. So I was like, uh-uh, I am not fucking buying this for shit. And I knew in my gut, and if you lie to me and you try to make me wrong and I know I'm right, it's on. (laughs) So what did I do? I launched some fucking spyware in his computer and I didn't even know how to do that shit. But when a woman's determined, she will figure that shit out. I had that shit in his computer sending me, like I had everything. I had phone records. I called, I got phone records. I got uh, like actual legitimate phone records. You can, Jesus. you can, you can get that shit. If you, yeah, if you know how to get it, you can get that shit. I got the phone <laughs> records. I got all the computer records, emails, texts, everything, backups, pictures, everything. Turns out this bitch was married. So, so, so you think I'm stopping there? No, I'm not stopping. So again, as a very, very, like I'm sitting back and biding my time. Weeks go by. I'm just collecting evidence, collecting evidence, collecting evidence, and knowing that the swift and terrible, the shock and awe is coming for this fucker. So I'm sitting there. So then I have this, I fill this manila envelope with printouts of everything. an art project. (laughs) Listen, listen, no, like... This is how, when you cross the wrong woman, this is what you're in for. Like, and you don't even know it because we're nice. If you try to gaslight me, I'm like, it's not going down like that, guy. I'm sorry. So 
I fill it with all this stuff. I have them sit down. I slap that thing on the on the table and I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask you one more time. And believe me, I'm only asking questions I already know the answer to. So it's not a good time to lie to me. I'm going to give you your chance to be honest. And I just start boom, boom, asking questions I already know the answer to. And yeah. he tried to waffle, you know, as you fuckers try to lie, you still try to lie. Cause you're like, I don't know yeah. how much she really knows. What do I say? And so I was like, okay, that just cost you right there. And so then he finally came clean. But at that point, there was a phone call to this woman's husband. There was the packet that got delivered to him. I mean, oh no, I was like, <sighs> no, sorry. Thanks for playing. I've had a lot of arguments about that lately. Huh? I've had a lot of arguments about like the end of that. Uh, so I've said it just recently that I don't want to know. I do not want to know. Yeah. I have a pretty open relationship. Oh, oh wait with a minute. Girlfriend. Hold on. I didn't give you the best part. I didn't give you the best part. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> so of course the boyfriend wants to make amends, right? And so I'm like, well, yeah. the only way you can do that is this, this, this. One of those things is you call the husband while I'm standing next to you and apologize to him for fucking his wife behind his back. Oh, shit. <laughs> and you also send out an email to all your friends group that are friends with her and him, you and you, the two of you, everybody's on it. You say what you did. You say it was wrong and apologize Jesus. for being a butt fuck. <laughs> Jesus. No, I have to ask you, did, was <laughs> I'm sorry, that going to make it better? I did was all that. that? I did, nope, I did all that. And I tried my But you best. had no intentions of forgiving nope. him. No, I did actually. I <laughs> oh, did. did you? Swear to God. If you did all that. Hand to God. Okay. I did. You know why? I'll tell you why. This was interesting. Then this is why this this is an interesting story, is because so you know, I was of course I was just like pissed. Like I said, yeah. I'm not one like don't fucking cross me. There is like two gears, really nice and friendly, or I am you're in my crosshairs. <laughs> So, so literally, um, literally, no, I'm not kidding. And like, I don't mess around. Like I'm not going like, and now with technology being the way it is, I could nuke somebody. Like if they were to cross me and I really wanted to, I could nuke their fucking world. Not only with social media, all your friends, your family are right there. Like every single one that I'd have access to, like, here's what your son does. (laughs) This is the man you raised. Are you proud of him? I mean, like, seriously, seriously. So my mom said to me, and this is a really good question. She said, okay, so he made a mistake. And she's like, well, are you going to try to forgive him? He seems very remorseful because she knew him for a long time. And she, she's like, I believe he's genuinely remorseful at this point. And uh, I said, "Um, well, Yeah, I think you're right. I think he is remorseful. And she goes, well, can you try to forgive him? I'm like, I don't know. And she goes, well, you know what? If you try, you won't be any worse off than you are right now. And if you succeed, you'll just really be a... The experience that you get and the out of that, your takeaway will be a lot bigger than this whole he cheated on you thing. So I was like... Oh, yeah. Okay. And so I... And honest to goodness, like I did. I tried for about a year. And... I just, I couldn't get it back. And that's not his fault because he did everything. He was sorry. But I also, I'll tell you, this is the other thing. And this is what I tell women 
too. I understood why he did it. Why he did it was because he was lonely. And the Mm -hmm. reason why he was lonely is because he wasn't getting what he needed from me, the person that he had decided and we had agreed, like I would be that for him and he would be that for me. And then I shut him out. And when, so this is, this was an excellent lesson for me about how men really do, men have feelings too. I know it sounds, it sounds Mm. really obvious, but you can't isolate a man and make him feel lonely and neglected and starve him from the attention and affection that he wants from you as your partner and expect that he's not going to go get it somewhere else. And this is a ringing true, again, that's why I'm so happy this happened to me because it's a ringing true message that I discuss on this podcast all the time. And I have no problem calling women out and saying, if you think you're going to marry this man and then all of a sudden decide that celibacy is what you want, regardless of what he wants, or you're never going to give him a blowjob again, guess what? If you're not sucking and fucking, he's going to get it somewhere else. I don't care how great a man he is. I don't care how good a man he is. If you starve a dog, he will go eat somewhere else. That's it. And you don't have a right to do that to the person that you vowed to meet their needs. So, see, I'm going to interrupt you right there because you're right. And I'm sitting here just nodding my head, agreeing with everything you're saying because you're right. But I've had these similar conversations. And usually, what I get back from women is she does have that right if that's what she wants to. And if he should be understanding because he loves her. And then that's where now he becomes the villain again because, oh, now he wants to cheat because he didn't respect her boundaries. And it's just like, then it gets, gets really complicated. No, I have it's, it is, but it isn't. We make it more complicated than it should be. It, right. So it is, but it isn't. If you enter into a, an agreement, And you say, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what you're going to do. And I guarantee you, there is not a man on the planet. Well, maybe there's one or two, but very few men on the planet that agree to get married would agree to marry you if you had told them up front, you're in for 20 plus years of celibacy. I'm not going, at some point, I'm going to change my mind and I don't want sex anymore. I don't want to touch you. I don't want you to touch me. And I expect you to just have this same loss of libido by osmosis. You okay with that? No, of course they're not okay with that. And so what happens here is when these shifts and these changes take place, because nobody really knows what is coming right in the long term, is that you just have to be able to discuss it with your partner. And if you can't give your partner what they need, you would allow them to, you would have to have some arrangement where, okay, If you need to go get that done, here's how we're going to agree on this together. But you can't just say it's one-sided. It doesn't justify him lying and cheating. My suggestion to men is that they just go and they have to give an ultimatum, not I'm leaving. It's just talk about the facts. We haven't had sex in this long. I've asked for it this many times. You don't want it. I do. We're at an impasse. My suggestion is I will go and do this discreetly on the side as a one-off, maybe it's a prostitute, whatever. But I have to have this need met if you can't do it. And I promise to be, you know, tell me how you want me to handle this or do you want me to handle this, but it will be handled. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of great yeah. movies regarding this. One of them is literally the movie called Hall Pass, and that's what they do. They're they're yeah. men are unhappy, and they get they got a hall pass. There's another movie called Las Vegas, and it's about older men, and one of them gets a hall pass too from his uh, wife, and then when he comes back, their life is better than ever. So yes, you're right. If your love life has gone still, I've always said hall pass, hall pass, hall pass. Throw it out there, and if you feel a certain type of way, maybe you can even be there with them. You can make it a couple thing. It'll reignite both of you. So that's why I'm always open for that. There's I feel a, like communication. Yeah, you're going with the communication. That's all I'm saying is 
This is just, this problem exists because of the lack of communication. And people don't... Not only that, communication and understanding, because everybody preaches communication, which is great, Mm -hmm. but you got to throw understanding in there too, because if I tell you something and I'm communicating, but you're not understanding it, if you're only focused from your end, then we're going to have a problem. And that's what happens a lot of times, because we'll start this conversation going, hey, you're not giving me enough sex. And then she goes, well, you're not paying attention to my needs as a woman. And instead of going, oh, you're right, let's follow that. Let's see why I'm not giving you enough attention as a woman. Am I too tired from work? Are you going to understand that? Okay, I do. Maybe I'll get a second job to help you the load off. Maybe we'll cut back in some bills. And it's a you know domino effect backwards, finding out where the real issue is, because usually the real issue isn't just one thing, but it takes understanding. If the guys just focus on, hey, you don't give me sex, and she's focused on, hey, you don't love me the right way, they're not going anywhere. So that at least that's how I want to see it. No, no, agree um, a thousand percent. I'm just saying, yeah, I agree a thousand percent. The key there, though, is, you know, people have to be willing to have a conversation about it. And I do not support like I, you know, I do not support women who are just one sided and who think that, again, they're going to deny their partner any sort of sexual contact and then somewhere down the road vilify this guy because he went outside the marriage. However, the person that goes outside of the marriage, two wrongs don't necessarily make a right. So again, no. that's what I'm saying. The man has to, if he's feeling driven to that point, you have to be honest with your partner, regardless of whether or not they want to know or talk about it. You have to just kind of state your truth on this, like so that yes. it's not in the shadows, so that this person understands what the cause and effect is. And there's so many, just like you pointed out, there is between this point and the solution, there's so many different options for how you can solve this. It's not oh, yeah. It's not just a black and white thing. It's, it's like maybe there's different things to uncover and get down to what's really going on. Or maybe it's, okay, well, I want it five days a week. And the woman's like, okay, can I... What if I do too? And then you've yeah. compromised where everybody's getting their needs met. No one's getting one over on the other. No one feels like they're losing, <laughs> right? But you still, there's just, there's, oh, yeah. or opening the marriage, or like you said, swing. There's just hall pass. There's so many different ways to tackle this issue. But instead, most people will just be like, well, I'll just go have an affair, which creates a whole, like that to me is the absolute worst thing you can possibly do. How you can, <laughs> that's like, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, well, like, I- Actually, but but I, I don't no think women think should be shocked. Good. I don't think women should be shocked and chastising these men who otherwise are good providers, good fathers. Like they have all this stuff, right? But then yeah. they fucked up on this one thing. Well, how'd they get there? Because it didn't happen in yeah. a vacuum. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, I don't think actually that's the worst thing that can happen. And the reason for that, and I can, I don't know if you've heard this already, but you touch on a couple points that are actually, they make a lot of sense. There's a TED Talk on YouTube. You guys can go watch and I really recommend it. It's called Rethinking Infidelity. And it's by a lady. It's not a guy. Oh, is it Esther Perel? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I Once I read that, once I heard that, it changed yeah. my whole life because she yeah. says so many great points. Yeah. And it's, you got to understand why they did it. And you, you got to stop thinking so emotionally. Yes, it hurts emotionally, but you're not going to resolve anything by being hurt. I and know. like you said, there's there's reasons why. Even when women do it, what, what, what are they trying to gain from it? It wasn't, okay, so I got in a discussion at work. Three guys, three girls. And it was about cheating and when I did do it, because I said I did do it, I'm not claiming I didn't. But whenever I did it, it was never with the intention to hurt the person that I was with. And I said that because the first thing women say is, 
you did not love her. And I said, that's bullshit. I did love her. And that's why she never knew that I did it. And when I did it, when I was out doing it, when I was out cheating, I was only thinking for my pleasure. I was thinking with my dick, but never was I thinking I want to hurt her. I want her to find out. And I want her to affect her. Even when one, some of the girls that I, one of the girls that I cheated with threw in my face after a breakup, or while we're breaking up, that she cheated on me, I kept my mouth shut. Because I said, when I did this, I did not do it to hurt her. So I'm not using it to hurt her now. My intention has never been to hurt her. So it wasn't that I didn't love her. I just did it for that reason. And they were like, no, that's not right when you cheat. And I'm like, dude, there's a million reasons why you cheat. I don't think it's the end of the world. And they told me, you've probably never been cheated on before. And I said, no, I have. And it was by a girl that I thought was going to be my wife. And I told them I stayed with her. I stayed with her. And they looked at me like, why? And I'm like, because the thought of leaving her hurt more than the pain I was going through at the moment. And I realized that. So to me, it is not the worst thing you can do. And I definitely have always understood why some people cheat. And it's not just because they don't love you, which is what hurts the most, the betrayal and that they don't love me. But I feel like it's a selfish act for them to do it. And thus why I do not take it personally for me. That's why I don't let it affect me. Was I not worthy? Was I not good enough? What did I do wrong? Nothing. They were satisfying their own pleasures. Yeah. And after I heard Esther talk about it, it just even opened my mind more like, yeah, no, she, she's fucking 100% right. This is, has nothing to do with me. I might have not even done anything. They're just satisfying an issue in their life and they don't know another way to do it. Because as people, we do not know what we feel half the time or how to control it. I think that's true to an extent. I think there's like habitual serial cheaters and people out there that just like, I don't really... Do you know. think there's a reason why though? Why what? They're habitual cheaters. I Yes, I think I do know, but... I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Why does a habitual cheater cheat? Yes. Basically, there it's just it's a flat out self-esteem issue. There's no other way to put it. There is no other way. You have but that kind of goes in hand with what I was saying. I'm talking about habitual cheaters. I'm not talking about somebody who makes a one-off, like yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about people who do it with just it's a lifestyle, it's a way of living for them that they are dedicated to keeping up two different lives. And that takes a lot of effort, especially if you're married and you have a family. I mean, like there's a lot of pre-planning, forward thinking, determination, like you are in it. And people that will do this for years and years and years behind a spouse's back, again, if you know, there's, you can latch onto all these things, but I think if you break it down to its simplest form, this is just somebody that has... On the inside, some they're struggling. They're struggling. And oh, because no, I agree. when you have a strong sense of self, you don't need to fill it that way externally. And you wouldn't turn away from your... If there's a problem with your spouse, you just address it. Your solution would not be, oh, I know. I'll go just stick my dick in someone else. Like, there we go. That's the, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I do know what you mean. Uh, that's not the evolved no. thinking. This is more of a pattern response type thing, a feedback loop that they're in. And yeah. um, it doesn't, it's not like high level thinking. While at the same time, it is to be able to get away with it, unless they don't get away with it. <laughs> I mean, as far as like, <laughs> It evolved, like, yeah. I'm in touch with the who of who I am type of person, <laughs> you know, like, because if you were, you'd be like, why do I got to fucking do that? Like, I, <laughs> if I want to live that life, I will get honest with the people around me about who I really am. And I don't fucking care. Like, that's who I am. This is what I want. This is what I need. They're going to stand their ground instead of 
being a cowardly little, and I don't mean to use this, excuse me for taking this term and, and turning it negative, but some like, I feel like, I feel like married men that cheat habitually are just a bunch of cucks and not in a good way. <laughs> I don't want to, I hate to use that word, but it's like, you can't. Here's a little funny thing. When huh? I first heard that word, when I first heard that word, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it meant. There's a lot of the things that I've done. Now I know titles. A girl, when I was describing what I like, she's like, oh, so you're a cuck. I got offended. I was like, the fuck did you just call me? Like, are you insulting me? I was genuinely mad because I didn't know what a Well, cuck we're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> she was just basically describing me. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, no. Well, this is a perfect... This is a perfect segue because I heard that I heard you mention in one of your episodes you're into cuckolding. And yes. how I want to know <laughs> how you found your way to that. And I was actually surprised because I don't feel like this may be a misconception. I don't and maybe it's not it's not a race thing, but I felt like I don't know that I've come across a lot of Hispanic cuckolds. This does not yeah. seem to go with the machismo, you know, like mm-hmm. No, you, you hit the nail on the head. Okay. The okay. Machismo, that's what it is. And, and and it falls, like I said, our, our culture just doesn't believe in sharing women. Doesn't That's why I said earlier, a guy doesn't like a girl with a high number, quote unquote, like the hoe phase. They want to stay yeah. away from that. There's so many things that our culture doesn't like. And I do not follow any of those rules or anything like that. So you're right. There's not a lot of Hispanics that are into the cucking because they even just, they keep their women even away from their friends. They're close friends. Yeah. Like, you know, me and my friends will stay outside drinking. My wife is inside and that's how we're going to keep it. Yeah. Like, you're not even going to look at her and all that. So no, I totally get it. So all my friends, when they found out, they mostly found out through the podcast because before that, I didn't really feel like they needed to know. Yeah. So when they found out, they're like, I don't get it, dude. I don't get it. Like, how do you do that? I would never, you know, that's my woman. I'm like, hey, that's cool. That's all for you. But how I found out was really funny. It was, I was really young. Well, not really young, but I was like, like 21. 19, uh, 2021. And I was living with my girlfriend at the time. We only had one restroom and it was in a comfortable relationship where, you know, she'd be showering. I could go, you know, take a piss and vice versa. And one day I was, I really needed to take a piss and the door was locked. And I'm like, bro, I need to go. So I didn't even think why the door was locked or anything, but I jimmied the door open because I really needed a pee. I had been banging on the door for a while. I go in and she like wraps the towel around her. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And so I'm sitting there pissing because that was still my priority. Yeah. And she was still in the restroom telling me to get out. I'm like, fuck, let me wash my hands, you know? But once I had relieved myself, I'm like, wait, why did she cover herself up that quick? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And I like pulled her towel open and her chest was just full of hickey. Oh. And I, my blood just started to boil. But it damn near burned my dick off because most of that blood went to my dick and I'm sitting here conflicted. I was like, I know I'm angry, but I'm horny as shit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So like, I picked her up, put her on the counter and we had like the best fuck session we've probably ever had to that point. Uh It was just amazing. And like, I wasn't even thinking about what she did or anything. I just, like, I could just see her chest. I was just seeing red, like little, I just, Hard to describe at the moment. Yeah. I'm just going at it. Afterwards, we're done. She stays in there. I go to the room and now it's kind of, I'm settling down. I'm like, I was still upset, but I was still not yeah. that upset because I was yeah. still turned on by the idea. And they never went further than that with her. It, we there would be times where she was very wild so like I would have friends come over and she'd be very flirty and this started happening after I caught her so I wasn't really too mad but nothing ever happened but that's yeah. when I'm like 
why did I feel that way? And again, I didn't know what a cuck was. I just, I'm like, maybe I want to see that in person yeah. now. And that's yeah. when I realized that's something I want to experience again. Yeah. So, okay. What, tell me about like, what was that first experience like when you were full on cucked? So here's the thing. So I'm not pausing for dramatic effect, but the first time it really, really happened, it didn't, I don't know why, but it didn't hit the way I wanted it to. And I, I, I want to blame the guy because he was invited over. And again, a lot of people that are in the lifestyle are going to hear all this and they're like, bro, you did everything wrong. Cause I didn't know there was procedures to all this. You know, we were just yeah. amateurs just trying yeah. to get it in, you know? And yeah. so we met, a, well, it was a friend of hers. And initially she hit him up and she was like, yeah, I'm not just going to go over to your house. Your man will kick my ass. I'm not a small guy. Never been a small guy, six foot tall. You know, I got a big belt. And I understood that. And she's like, no, no, you can talk to him. And I didn't really talk to him, but I was like, he heard me in the background. Yeah, it's cool. Come through. Yeah. And he did. But like he walked in and this is the very first experience. He starts undressing her. She goes to give him head. And I'm just sitting in the bed, just looking from behind so I can see her back and his front and not seeing much. And they finally lay down next to me. And it was almost the epitome of like three pump and dump. Oh, and he was, he, yeah. Oh, no. And then he jumps up, gets dressed, or right, cool, I'm out, and just leaves. And we're just kind of both sitting there like, oh, I didn't get much out of that. Like, it just, it was. Now, welcome to how women feel. <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. But see, yeah. here's where I'm a little bit different because I love masturbating and I love edging. Yeah. And I've said it that sometimes I like masturbating even just a little bit more than actually fucking because fuck takes work. And not that I'm lazy, yeah. but I know what I like and I like edging. So yeah. I like to sit there and I like to get myself almost there and stop and I have that full control. So what I do like and what I have experienced is when I'm at work and I receive a picture of oh, my, dad, my yeah. girl, yeah. that'll fucking drive me crazy. So that's, I've experienced more of that. Yeah. But like I said, and that is like, that would be my go-to at the moment. So my girl knows about this. She said she's wanting to do it. We haven't experienced it yet because I guess this time we want to do it the right way. We want to go to a swingers club. We want to meet these people yeah. all in person, not social media. But I keep telling them like, hey, if I ever wake up to a picture, like without you even giving me a heads up, because that's, that's another thing. A lot of the cucks, like I said, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, I don't want to say rules, but there's rules in place to protect each other. Yeah. So well, there's going to get to meet them. Yeah. There has to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, and that's why I'm a little bit outside of that whole scope because I'm like, as long as I end up with video pictures or even seeing you in person, you don't have to tell me the whole lead up. You don't got to tell me when you meet them. You don't got to tell me, you know, when it happened. All, if I just wake up to a video and a picture, I'll be more than happy. And that's it. Yeah. And I know a lot of people would be like, I would never. Like, I have to be there. I have to know who it is. We have mm -hmm. to hang out with them first. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't follow all the rules when it comes to the lifestyle. But we're trying to so we can be part of the community. Community, but well, you can do it any way you want, actually. I mean, oh, yeah, no, no, of yeah. course. But I'm just saying, so we can approach a bigger group of people because a lot of people, like, if you don't play by the rules, this is one of those situations where you don't play by rules, we don't play. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things that I, because a lot of people tell me, okay, I could do that with a random girl. And don't get me wrong, me and my friend, friends have tag team a girl before, sure. did what we did. And I felt nothing. We were just getting ours. So when my friends will be like, yeah, I could do that with, you know, some girl I don't care about. And I'm like, no, that's a distinction that yeah. I, if I don't care about her, I don't want to do it. Right. It's the, you know, the fact that I care about her. So, but that even goes further because I even told him like, hey, if you could ever get one of your exes that 
cares about you because I trust her enough that she's not out getting it because I'm the one pushing it. Well, not pushing it, but I'm bringing it up. If you can get one of your exes that cares about you, ooh, that would just blow my fucking mind. Yeah. Because I don't know, for me, emotions is what really drives this home. Yes. Well, you need to get, I'm going to, when we're done here, I'll get send you in the direction there's a, with some cuckolding resources so you guys can... If you want, yeah. No, no, by all means, uh, yeah. we're going to Vegas. I don't know when this will be posted, but we're going to Vegas for our anniversary in uh, the end of August. And uh, we're hoping, we're hoping to see uh, what's available and how we can play. So yeah, yeah, there you go. And so in that in that instance, are you? do you want to be in the same room or do you just want to be in the other room? Or how would that play out if you're, in, if you're on vacation? Well, I think just for her, she and for a lot of women that I've heard from, they'd rather the guy be there. Mm -hmm. They feel more comfortable. They yeah. feel protected. Yeah. So I would like to be there. Uh, so most likely, if anything were to happen, I'd be in there. But I would definitely get pictures and videos. And I think because her idea would be me sitting there masturbating, you know, and, and I probably will be doing that with yeah. one hand. And with the other hand, taking pictures and videos for when I am alone. And then I could just sit there and enjoy right. it to the full Replay extent. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over and over and over. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it would be both of us there. And it's and it's funny because people ask me when they do hear me speak of it, be like, well, what kind of guy? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not into guys. Like, I mean, for the people that are, it's good for you, but I don't want to say and who it is. If I mean, do you want him... Her, do you want him? Do you care about the size of his penis? Do you want his dick to be bigger than yours? Is that do you want like do you want to see her stretched out? Like what? There's got to be some things, elements in there. Just like you don't care. Like what if he's got tiny dick? Do you, you don't care. Well, again, no, I don't care as long as it pleases her. But if she's not pleased, then I won't be pleased to a certain yeah. degree. You know, because kind of like our first instance where it was just pump and dump. So no, yeah, I do prefer somebody that would make her happy, but I genuinely, like if he's bigger than me, that's fine. If he's not, I hope it's enough to at least please her. But yeah, no, like I have absolutely no say in who it is, like what he looks like, black, yeah. white, or long hair, short hair. It really doesn't, it's somebody that works for her. And like, kind of like I was saying with that, guys will ask me that. And there's even a joke, there's a comedian that, you know, I guess he was talking with his cousin and he's all like, oh, I'm not gay. I'm not gay at all. And his cousin's all like, okay, well, do you watch porn? He goes, yeah, no, I watch porn. He goes, all right, and what happens when the guy has a, a little dick? Nah, fuck that. That's 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 whack. I don't want to see that. So, so what do you want to see? No, he has to have like a big dick just fucking the shit out of her. Yeah. And then the guy goes, yeah, you're not gay, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, no, I don't care about the size. Yeah. As long as, uh, you know, it pleases her. I do hear from women that too big isn't fun. It, I don't know how true that is or not. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I say, yeah. I say that all the time on my show. It's like, si girth is better than like length. We're all only so deep. Yeah. So it's sometimes that pound, 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 pound. Sometimes that's good, but it's not, not all. It's like, you, you don't want that to be your whole session. You don't want that to be what the whole experience is about. And so if, if it's too long or too big, it's kind of like, Okay, I'm honestly just give me an average size dick as long as it gets hard. As long yeah. as blood flow happens and it gets hard, I'm like, I this is we're gonna have some fun, you know? Like I'm gonna have some orgasms. Yippee. <laughs> That's all that matters in the end, honestly. <laughs> That's right, right? I mean, like, yes, I can I can work with this. Yeah. And how do your like guy friends react at this cuckold thing? Like, are they just like, holy shit? Yeah, that more or less. Yeah, they're like, I, I can't see how you do it. Like, no, yeah. that's my queen. That's my, I would never. Oh, like, I. funny enough, I've never had anybody question my sexuality regarding it. Like, why yeah. do you want to see a guy? The way I try to explain it to them, it's like, 
the act of watching them is like, you like porn, right? Most of us like porn. Like, why do you not want to watch a live show? You go to live concerts, you go to plays, you know, why would you not want a live session yeah. in front of you? You know, so that's how I try to explain it. But yeah, no, everybody around me is just like, like, why? But I do get a pass because I have been open about my sexual life since I was young. I'm not young, but like my uh, 19 years old and stuff. So my family's always known that like, if anything weird or like sexual is going to happen, I'm game. It's like, you. They just, yeah, they don't even seem surprised by it now. Yeah, honestly, you know? Yeah. And then I used to joke and I still joke because people are like, oh, what if, what's going to happen when your dick doesn't work? I'm like, well, I'm fucking going gay. I'm not stop fucking. Like, I mean, we're going to get it one way or another. Yeah. So like, we're going to be gay. I'm like, no, that's a joke. But like, yeah, that's how much they know that like if it's sexual i'm down i'm right gay. you're there yeah yeah but, but the friends aren't yeah they, they can't picture it but i don't know they have their own they have their own uh kink so i don't i don't think they should say nothing <laughs> yeah yeah okay they should be kink shaming exactly yeah what is the long-term goal for your show <sighs> see that one's complicated unfortunately the pandemic really threw me off I when we started recording the podcast, what the heart of the podcast became, which is when you listen to us, we want you to feel like you're listening to friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not really here trying to teach you anything. We don't have facts. We try to be as factual as possible, but we just want a good time. We want you to throw it on when you're cooking at work and just don't feel alone, yeah. you know? And so when that happened, the best time that happened was when I was with my co-host live recording together, but I moved about two and a half hours away and we lost that. So now I'm trying to, I'm actually working on a second podcast. I have four cousins. They're my cousins, four sisters that all have daddy issues because they all have different dads. And I want to get serious because we do have a lot to teach and I want to do that with them. But for our podcast, long-term goal is just to get three co-hosts that we can sit there together and you're going to have friends for life. Yeah. You know, that's what we want. And you're going to learn about our dirty ways because we will continue to be explicit. And you will hear all my cucking, my cuckold stories and whatnot. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And so when it's all over and you finally hang up your microphone, what do you want to be most remembered for? That I was the guy that helped the stigma around sex change. That it, it is okay to speak on it. That it's the titles. If you're going to use titles... Only use titles that are positive, even if they sound negative, like how face and socio that, you know, that you can speak and be open and understanding with your partner when it comes to infidelity. And more importantly, why people do what they do, because I still kind of want to help people at the end of the day, even though I just want you to sit around with friends. But I want it to be a conversation where you're a better person for it. And I hope they remember that my dirty ways made me a better person. All right. There we go. And let everyone, so where can everyone find you? So you can listen to us on all major platforms. So Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. That would really help, especially if you leave a review on Anchor. You can find us on Instagram at Truth Be Told Podcast. And we do have a Patreon at Truth Be Told Podcast. We give most updates there just because it's easy to type it out and we don't use Twitter. So that's where you can find us. And we'd love it if you came and support us and just uh, go through this journey with us. All right. There you go. All right, everyone. Well, you know where you can find me. Same place as usual. You can always go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. My favorite thing is to get your feedback on voicemail because then I get to interact with you one-on-one. You can just click on the pink tab on the right-hand side on any page on the website and you've got five minutes. Let it rip. I'll get back to you very quickly and uh, we can be fast friends. All right, everyone. That's it. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.